0: Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was Taught That at School. We are your hosts. I'm Evelyn Clark.
1: And I'm Emily Wallace. And today we're joined by Sam Taylor from The Nurture Project. Welcome, Sam.
2: Thank you. I'm very happy to be here.
1: Thanks for coming on board. So, Sam, I think a very good place to start is... What is the Nurture Project and how did it come about? Because I was so inspired by your story and that's how I invited you on as a guest today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it would be great for our listeners to know a little bit more about it.
2: Yeah, thanks, Emily. Um, So at the Nurture Project, we believe that beating anxiety is a skill you can learn. Okay. Um, And it came about really from my own uh, experiences with anxiety. So I have had anxiety my whole life, even as a nine-year-old child. Yeah and uh, my, anxiety, my anxiety turned into depression as it so often does and mm-hmm. i had a really dark time with depression at one point yeah. point. and i'd done everything that i was told to do by the medical profession at the time i'd taken the antidepressants four or five different types in yes. different combinations i'd spoken to a counselor and nothing i did worked mm-hmm. and i started to do my own research and where and i researched you know, hundreds of Um, studies from the top universities, Mm -hmm. um, research papers from top medical journals and I spoke to hundreds of people with stress, anxiety and depression and those who'd recovered from it in all sorts of ways. And I discovered that some of the best ways to deal with anxiety are actually, it's not medication. A lot of the time it is more of a lifestyle. So uh, when I started to discover that, I practiced it on myself and I got better. And then eventually, about five years ago, I founded a health and wellness studio here in Melbourne, helping women with anxiety and depression and helping them with exercise, nutrition, meditation, self-care and sleep. And they started to get better. And Mm so recently, last year, I ran a pilot program for um, the online version of my studio. Yes. Um, and where medication has around a thirty percent remission rate, we had an eighty percent remission. Rate. That's incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that that's my mission at the moment. Yeah. really try to help to try and help as many people as possible. Yeah. Uh, learn those skills that they need to live anxiety free. Yeah. Mm.
1: And I think Fantastic. So inspiring. Very much so. And I think one of the common misconceptions about anxiety is that. Um, maybe that it takes a while to affect somebody or that people don't realise they're actually living with it. And I think that's one thing you you mentioned was that many people you speak with have actually gone down this path a long time before they've actually recognised, I actually have anxiety. Mm, So what are some of the causes of anxiety?
2: Well, there are many causes of anxiety. Uh, You know, the interesting thing is that only two of them are in our biology. Mm. So... Uh, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's a chemical imbalance in the brain, and yes. certainly there was a big divide in the medical community about whether um, you know depression, for example, was caused by a chemical react- yeah. chemical yeah. Um, imbalance in the brain, or whether it was caused by um, a, tra- you know, a trauma, you know, mm. trauma. But what we're sort of realizing now, actually, is that there are um, a lot of the causes of anxiety, depression, things like that are actually in the way that we live. Yes. Uh, So we know that if we don't get enough sleep, we get stressed, we get anxious. Mm. We know if we don't exercise, we get stressed and anxious. We know if we don't have connection with uh, people, if we don't um, learn to be kind to ourselves. Mm. um, There are many, many causes like that that are in our daily life. Yes. Um, And yet what you were saying earlier about how many people know uh, whether or not they have anxiety, uh the The figures say um, the statistics say that only thirty five percent of people with anxiety actually get a diagnosis for it wow. Wow. so the sixty four sixty five percent of people out there who have anxiety but maybe don't realize that they 've got it or they don't realize that it's bad enough that they should be getting yeah, a right. diagnosis yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think uh you know the one number one cause of anxiety that i um that, that I've discovered, and not just through my research, other people's research, um, is that the number one cause is stress. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. stress in some cases leads to anxiety, in mm. other cases it leads to depression, and yeah. in some cases it leads to anxiety and depression. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so stress is something that we have to really, really watch. That's the number one indicator that someone's gonna develop anxiety yeah. and depression.
1: Yeah, mm. I think it comes back to those benchmark things as well you were saying about not enough sleep, not exercising enough. Yeah. To l- to level out that stress to be perhaps more even or more controlled. Mm. So you're not heading down that path of anxiety and depression um, that if you have your lifestyle to a certain level and you can minimise
2: that yeah and I think a lot of it comes down to self-care so um, you know you you can say to people you must exercise you must meditate you must sleep Mm -hmm. well um, you must eat well and I think everybody knows that yes but um, putting it into practice can be um, a lot harder especially if you have low Mm self-esteem or that you don't love yourself enough to do those good things for yourself Mm. Um, and I think the world that we live in as well, we're so stressed, we're so hyper-connected, we're so busy mm. that we actually don't have time for self-care anymore. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was
0: literally just speaking to my housemate about this yesterday. <laughs> oh really saying that I feel like I'm almost in a position sometimes where my whole life I run at a certain level mm. yeah. and you just don't ever bring that back down and so you kind of almost live in this stress state where stress becomes the normal for you and there isn't you know I think so many people would relate to that. Yeah well a lot
2: of people that I spoke to um, they only realised that they had anxiety when Something happened. Okay. They just mm-hmm. felt that everybody. They just thought that everyone felt like that. Yeah. You know. Yes. Um, and so often it was, you know, they would have um, a skin condition or mm-hmm. um, IBS mm-hmm. or chronic back pain or something would develop, mm. and or they'd have an accident, and then you know it would sort of act as a circuit breaker, and then they'd mm. look back and they'd go, "Oh wow, I had anxiety that whole time, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize." Yeah. So I think it's really important to check in. Yes. spot On. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just just, just to, you know, there are, there are tests that you can take, yeah. online self administered okay. tests that you can take. There's one on my website, okay. um, thenurtureproject.com. Mm. Right. And, you know, it's free. Um, yeah. The mailbox isn't monitored. Yeah. Um, it's, and, you know, uh, it's just a way of just checking in. It's, yeah. It takes a minute. Yeah. Um, it's the Kessler K10 scale, which is okay. the same scale the doctors use to assess the severity of someone's anxiety. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's a scale of psychological distress. Yeah. So, right. Just do that. It takes a minute and then yeah. you just know kind of like where you are yeah. and yeah. whether how you're feeling is normal. Yeah,
0: definitely. So what happens then if someone might be thinking that they have some form of anxiety, mm. regardless of how, I suppose, severe it is, they might just be concerned that, you know, they've been feeling, about, they've been feeling like this for a while and maybe not everyone should be feeling this way. Mm. What do
2: they do? Well, a lot of it does depend on the severity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you do a scale like the K10, Mm -hmm. you get four possible outcomes. So one is sort of like normal Mm -hmm. um, levels, and then you've got mild, moderate, and severe. So I would recommend that if someone um, gets a severe result that they should go and see their um, medical practitioner, possibly get um, a referral to a psychologist Mm -hmm. um, or call Lifeline. Mm -hmm. Um, They're a really great resource as well. Um, I think 13, 11, 14, okay. um, is the number. Um, but you know, if, if you're looking at mild to moderate, uh, anxiety, there are ways that you can manage that. I mean, obviously if you've, there's any concern, mm. I'm not a medical practitioner. No. I, yeah. this is, for me, this is from my own life experiences yes. and from the, the people that I've coached and counseled, but, yeah. um, it's not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. So, mm, yeah. um, but I would recommend, you know, looking at, how you're living your life. So, you know, are you are you eating well? Are you exercising? Are you meditating? Yeah. Um, what's your sleep like? Um, what's your self-care routine, you know? Yeah. And I don't mean like going and getting a massage or a pedicure or whatever. Yeah. I mean <laughs> like, have you got time for self-reflection? Yeah. Are you doing things that you enjoy? Do you yeah. like, you know, is it painting? Is it going for a walk? Mm. You know, what are those things that you do that recharge your batteries? Yeah. Because yeah. I think as women in particular, we do tend to give and give and give mm. and we don't stop to, you know, put, put back things into your tank. Yeah. 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 Especially
1: yeah. when other people are dependent upon you too. I yeah. think that's one thing that um, perhaps some of our listeners are, you know, a mother or an auntie or have a role of care beyond just themselves or their partner. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot I can only imagine. I don't I don't have children, Evelyn, I we don't have children. Mm. So we can only imagine what that's like. But that must add another layer. When
2: someone's dependent upon you, mm. oh, yeah. you yeah, know, little ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely it does. I mean, I'm not in any way, you know, blaming my children for my uh, stress or <laughs> yeah. anxiety or whatever. Um, but, of course, it's a lot harder because there's yeah. a lot less time for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously certain, certain personalities are more prone to um, anxiety and yep. depression anyway. I mean, yes. if you're a perfectionist, for example, mm. yes. um, you know, you we'd be more likely to develop anxiety. Yeah, um, sure, yeah. And that's something that I really struggled with when I had kids because mm. I wanted to do everything perfectly. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to cook all the meals from scratch, but yeah. I still wanted to run my own business and yeah. I wanted to make sure that their nutrition was perfect mm. and I wanted to spend really lots of quality time and yeah. I yeah. still needed to go to the gym. And yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, you can't do everything. It's and and yeah. just overwhelming
0: to, just thinking about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, well, you have
2: to just cut yourself some slack. I yeah. think that's yes. something that I've realised over the years, is yes. that, you know, it, it's, it's okay to say no and yeah, it's okay yeah. to not do everything, like, at this level. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so true. true.
1: One thing I think is also important for listeners is perhaps if they know someone that they feel might be experiencing anxiety or depression, because it's often, I mean, our self-reflection We can come to that and perhaps people can check out your resources online Mm. as well. But what if you're in a position where you think someone close to you needs some help Mm. or needs some guidance? What do you recommend? Maybe what do you recommend not to do and what do you recommend is is the best way to go about that?
2: Yeah, I see. This is interesting because I do have people often come to me and say, oh, you know, my my sister's Mm. anxious or whatever. Um, But... And, 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 you know, it, it makes me feel sad because obviously you do care so much yeah. for, you know, the people around you, you want to help them, but if they're not ready to be helped, mm. um, it, it can be hard to kind of push someone towards yeah, definitely. Um, towards help. So, you know, I think that there are some great, art, I mean, there are some great articles on my blog about, you know, just that sort of lifestyle kind of, kind of piece and that mm-hmm. self-care and things like that. That could be like a good place to put them to, yeah. if you could encourage them to take a test, then yeah. mm. yes. Okay. Um, you know, perhaps encourage them to go and do things that you know would be helpful. So, um, you know, maybe say to them, look, I'm going to this yoga class. I would really love you to come with me. Yeah, and do some things together with them, I suppose. Yeah, could we go for a walk? You know, walking um, is actually fantastic for anxiety. Mm. It's um, just going for a brisk uh, 15-minute walk. Yeah. Um, can really reduce your anxiety levels. So, um, doing doing things like that. Yes, um, and that's maybe.
1: so achievable too. Fifteen minutes of yeah. a brisk walk is something yeah. people can commit to. Yeah. I'm sure if they yeah. to find the time. Mm. Yeah, so I think maybe
2: just to get them to do things that you know they enjoy. Maybe you know, t- force them to go to the movies or yeah. you know, <laughs> um, go and do yoga or something like that. That yeah. would be. Yeah. I think that all that helps. And then yes. maybe once they've taken that time out of the the craziness of their life and they're able to sit back a little bit, they may realize that they need more of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What about yourself? Do you have, um, like on a daily basis,
0: do you have goals that you kind of implement, like practicing gratitude or meditating or going for a walk? Do you
2: have kind of these yes. little things that you do every day? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm reasonably rigid with it just mm. because... I know what happens. I know how busy my life gets, and yeah. I know what happens to me if I don't take care of myself. Sure. So yeah. um, I usually get up at around five thirty, mm-hmm. and then I meditate for about an hour, yeah. and then I exercise for an hour, and then I get my kids up um, at seven thirty, and then you know get them ready, get them yeah. to school, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I will usually, um, you know, straight to work. But then I will take a walk or do a meditation around lunchtime, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, mean, I pick the kids up from school every day yeah. as mm-hmm. well, um, and then, yeah, we, you know, we eat healthily. Yeah. Um, I probably don't do as much of the stuff that I enjoy, like, you know, I love to read, yeah. um, and like trash, like to yeah. read trash, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I probably don't sit and do enough of that, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. that sort of thing, you know, that sort of switching off kind mm. of thing, um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. What about if someone is looking to get into meditation? Mm. Do you have any tips on how they can start that? Because for me, an hour of meditation a day is like overwhelming because I haven't. I can. I've only really just started meditation. Yeah. So
2: no, I wouldn't ever suggest yeah. um, to start off with an hour. Like that. <laughs> I think that could be quite torturous yeah, for someone me. who's new to it. Um, when you first start, definitely start small. So, um, you know, two to five minutes okay. would be a really good start. Um, also just, and then you just increase that over time, and actually your your mind and your body will tell you when you're ready to do longer. Mm. You'll sort of you'll sort of feel that that, that wasn't enough, okay. and you'll want more. Yeah. So don't, there's no need to force it. There's no need yeah. to say, right, week one I do five minutes, week two I do ten minutes. You know, it's like your body will tell you when you're yeah. ready. Um, the other thing is just to bear in mind that there are lots of different types of meditation. So... Yes. Um, it isn't just you know focusing on your breathing. You can also meditate to music. You can meditate on um, you know sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mantras. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are lots of different types of med- walking meditation. So mm-hmm. just in you know vary it a little bit and try a few different ones mm-hmm. um, just to work out what it is that you like because you may. Find that that breathing one was just really boring for you, yeah. but, but mantras work, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and there are also lots of um, tips and tricks with mm. meditation too. You know, um, you know, people get all stressed about like what position should I be in? Where should my hands be? Up? Should they be down? Should I be cross-legged? But you know, like a lot of that kind of stuff. And mm. you know, it's just a lot of it's just like go, just go with it, go yeah. with the flow. The whole point of meditation is that it's non-judgmental. Yeah, And yes. that you just whatever comes comes. Mm. Yeah. And it's just about seeing it and letting it go, rather than feeling like you have to have a clear mind. Yeah, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah.
1: absolutely. I think people can get hung up on that, because it is so hard to actually switch off, and, and how can you not ever have a thought you know, of going not,
2: through. Well it's, you're not meant to. I mean exactly. if you did you wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, your mind your mind is meant to think. Your yes. lungs are meant to breathe. Yes. Your mind is meant to think. No matter how experienced a meditator you are, yeah. you yeah. will always um, find thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I
0: think that whole idea of there's not one right way no. to meditate. No. Everyone mm. as you said, you know, you'll you'll find what works for you and You'll know when it's right, and when you when you move
2: on to longer meditations or different types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I could go on about this subject. Right <laughs> in
1: just um, in a, in summary, I'd love to explore just a little rundown of what we spoke about when we first met, which was your um, program and tracker around people's daily habits, about yeah. what they're what they're doing and how that can. It sounds very obvious to me and probably to a lot of people that, you know, the consequences of not doing these things, but could you just talk us through what that is and how
2: people can access it? The program? Yeah. Uh, So the program uh, is all online. It's a 12-week online program to beat anxiety. So um, it's... We look at um, exercise and that well physical activity. So a lot mm. of it is walking, mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a tailored exercise program depending on your fitness level. Sure. Um, and then there's a nutrition plan which has been developed by a dietitian uh, to ensure that you're getting the nutrients you need to beat anxiety mm-hmm. because anxiety can in part um, well it has been linked with a deficiency in certain nutrients. So yeah. Um, there's a sleep program tips um, weekly sleep tips. There's obviously a um, self care self love program, mm-hmm. and that's been developed by a psychologist using lots different types of psychology we've got CBT, we've got BT we've got um, schema lots of different types of psychology wrapped into one different things work for different people yeah Um, and then we've got a meditation um, aspect of the program as well so um, learn to meditate course as well as more experienced um, meditations for more experienced meditators sure Um, and it's yeah 12 weeks all delivered online and it's $15 a week
1: that's great. That's Fantastic. awesome. And we'll certainly put a link to that in our show notes so people Thank can go you. and check it out because I think many people would benefit from that. I think 12 weeks is a is a good amount of time for people to really get in there and, and create some habits around those areas Yeah, too. absolutely. It's
2: 12 weeks as picks because that's the time it takes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> Very good. So we've come to a segment now, Sam, called You've Been Schooled where we like okay. to – share a little interesting fact that perhaps you or our listeners may not have heard before okay Um, and so i'm going to school you this time (laughs) this one is uh you know dr zeus yes and his book green eggs and ham yes that actually came about as a bet with his editor so his editor bet, um, basically bet him that he couldn't write a book using 50 or fewer words, and that's how the book was established. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did cool. not know that. There you go. So, yeah, no, it was a good one. I wonder how much
1: money they had writing on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he might have won yeah. the bet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> very true. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board and I know thank that you. listeners will have taken mm. some key takeaways from this talk, so yeah. really, really appreciate it. We'll certainly put links in our show notes so people can come and find you and check out the Nurture Project. Yeah. So thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having me. Thanks for coming Thanks, on board.
0: Man. Don't forget, if you'd like to see more of our episodes or just um, have a look and watch some of our episodes on YouTube, our platforms are at with Evelyn and Emily. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube. And we also have a Facebook group as well. The advice shared on I Wish I Was Taught That at School is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. This podcast exists purely for educational purposes only and should not be relied on to make any investment or financial decisions. Evelyn Clark is an authorised credit representative. Credit representative number 502891 of Blesser Proprietary Limited, Australian Credit Licence Number 391237.